guys, welcome to Artistic License. This is another long-anticipated edition of the Exploring BJJ mini-series that we're doing with Sam. Uh, what's up, Sam? What's up? <laughs> and we also have Brick and Taylor in the studio with us, which is awesome. We love having... I love coming to work with a bunch of super buff, awesomely talented jiu-jitsu partners. So this weekend is Fight to Win, and can you guys tell me... I've I've watched fights like this before on the stream, but I've never been there. Like, what can what can people expect watching this weekend? I don't even know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think what there's is like a, 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 well, a stage and a small yeah, I guess it's more. Are like on a, it's a, on a stage. You know, instead of a I guess a regular tournament where there's multiple matches going on at once, uh, this is more of one match at a time mm-hmm. in Center like an stage. arena type setting. Yeah, like a you know. Get like a boxing music. ring. Or Do you really get music. walkout music? Walkout music. And there's smoke and lights. Yeah. yeah. So it's so. a little, I guess, a little more... MMA. MMA-esque, yeah. What are your walkout songs? <laughs> are they secrets? Mine is. Secrets. Yeah. Oh. I can't tell you. Can you guys tell me after? Because I really want to know. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Sam, what would your walkout mu- song be? Oh, man. I'd, yeah. I'd have a lot of, a lot of choices. Uh, either like an ACDC song or... There's been... The song that's in the Salt of a Barrel highlight that I used to watch a million times when I was, a little, when I was like a white belt. <laughs> By like Jedi Mind Tricks or something like that. Not that I'm solo in any way, but the, uh, I like that song. Oh, it's cool. It's exciting. Like, I fought in one before, and any little, like, you know, I escaped from an arm bar, the crowd, like, stood up and cheered. It was, like, a lot of energy and focus that's not in a normal tournament at all. So... First on the line, we talked to Mike Sim, a black belt from the Illinois School of Grappling, who will be fighting Daniel Vienna this Saturday. What do I look forward to most about competing? Um, aside from getting to eat that meal afterwards, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm an identical twin. I've been competitive my whole life, literally since birth and prior to birth in the womb. You know, I've been competing for everything. So competition for me is just kind of written in my DNA. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. Uh, and as we get a little older here, uh, those avenues and options and opportunities to compete uh, become fewer and far between. So life, responsibilities, kids, family, mortgages, whatnot, um, it's just it's fun to, to be able to, you know, get my mind off everything else and just focus on, on me and, and my competition and my prep for my competition. When you first started training, did you have in your head you wanted to compete right away or were you just starting it for, you know, the health benefits, recreation? Um, you know, when I first started, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. I, you know, I, I, I knew that right away. But the story I tell everyone is that, so, again, I have a twin brother, right? For six months while he was training, he kept saying, Mike, you got to come try this. You're going to love it. you got to come try this. It's so much fun. Um, and for six months, I told him, there's no way. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get on the mat, roll with other guys, get to sweat on me, sweat on them. Like, it's just not appealing to me. At the time, I was playing indoor, outdoor soccer. I was playing softball pretty competitively in all these leagues. Um, you know, and I was active five, six, seven nights a week, except I wasn't healthy. Uh, and then I found jujitsu, uh, and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I I told her that I'm going to quit all my sports teams, my soccer and my softball teams. I'm going to focus on jiu-jitsu. I won't do it seven days a week, but I'll do it, you know, three, four days a week, whatever it is, and, and you can't complain. And she was happy with that. Um, 
you know, I was happy with uh, the the jump and, you know, and, and realizing that I, I really, no matter how athletic I thought I was, I was really out of shape. And jiu-jitsu's helped me get to be in shape and keep, you know, keep and maintain a healthier lifestyle. Next, we spoke with Brick Welch, who was in the studio. He's a black belt who will be fighting Andre Maneko. How long did you train before your first competition? Before my first tournament? Um, so I did a Naga when I was 15 years old. And I think I might have been training for eight months, maybe. I don't know. I, I was a yellow belt, um, and I fought in a, a kids' division. What excites you the most about competition, and what has been your biggest struggle as a competitor? Um, so what excites me the most is definitely getting out there and just kind of testing myself. The biggest struggle probably has been I've been a, a student or in school pretty much the whole time I've actually been competing. Um, so kind of going through undergrad and competing was was a tough balance. Um, Can't imagine that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> s- school school kind of paid the price, right? Because I, I was I was more focused on jujitsu at that point in my life. Um, and then now being in a grad program, I uh, I, I kind of have to dial back the tournaments, you know. So it's it, it's always kind of like a it's it's like I'm living two lives, right? Like the student life, and then training to compete in major tournaments so what are you going to school for uh i'm doing a master's in finance awesome yeah dang you might recognize mark vives from our first exploring bjj podcast he's a black belt who will be fighting joel blanton uh when i received my black belt uh within that first 12 months i competed 14 times some tournaments some super fights some everything else so for me, making the transition as a competitor black belt, uh, like within the tournament and, and like you know, with the tournament and super fight scene, I actually tried to sit there and get in as fast as I could. And if I, uh, I, I actually remember the first three super fights or tournaments that I did. You've had the opportunity to compete in you know different tournaments, you know even tournaments outside of the country and different levels. What, what's the biggest difference in your mind between competing now as a black belt is some of the lower ranks? It's, it's, um, that's actually a really, really good question. And to, it, it, there are, I believe that there are differences that you have to learn when you compete at all the different belt levels uh, and also different types of tournament styles as well, too. Um, like, I think the most important takeaway there is as a white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, or like any type of amateur level belt, if you will, or a- amateur level, you have to understand that you're competing with the purpose of learning to learn how to compete. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's what it really boils down to. You, it, it doesn't really matter until you kind of hit that, dare I say, professional level. Now, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we don't really have a professional level established just yet, but that professional level, for lack of better terms, is black belt level. So once you hit the black belt level, everything you do now counts. So I think what, for me, uh, as when I was a younger belt and competing, for me it was just about trying to sit there and see what works, what doesn't work, and try to roll with it until I basically got stopped. Once you get stopped, you know, you really just have to kind of like really figure that out. Now, it's funny because uh, as soon as I got to the black belt level, I needed to kind of relearn how to compete. 
uh, you just, and that's the biggest difference because everyone at the black belt level that is a competitor knows how to compete. So it's now about uh, learning how to, you know, to really fight for every single inch, not make mistakes. And when mistakes occur, you, if, they, if you made the mistake, you have to learn how to bottle up and cover up that mistake as fast as humanly possible. Or to, if you can cause a mistake to happen on, the, on your opponent's part on how to capitalize on that. I think those are the biggest differences. Also in studio, Taylor Biaggi, a purple belt. My first four years of training at the club in Iowa, there were no other gyms around. Like That was my training, so I always just trained hard, and um, I didn't even think of like what di- could be different. And um, the past three years I've been in Chicago, it's been kind of a different experience because there's so many gyms, and I've made so many friends. Um, I feel like it's a priority for me now in my preparation to find people who I really um, feel like push me and are similar size, similar skill. If I can find females, it's even better because um, just different. Um, it helps me a lot with their body types and movements and stuff. So um, now I sort of seek it out more than I ever have. Um, but in general, I take what I can get, and um, any training is good training and as long as I'm training as hard as I can. So. What, what has been the biggest challenge for you as a competitor? Like, what did you find the most um, difficult? Probably um, figuring out the right mindset and being comfortable in the, in the, in the setting. Um, and along with that, like just making sure my preparation is on point and everything is, I mean, every experience is different, but just trying to nail it, like what I need and what makes me feel the best. And when you leave a tournament, what have you taken away and, what's helped, and has that changed you know, um, the way you train? Every single ex- competition experience I've taken from and, um, and everything had different stuff uh, to offer me and that I learned from. Like, I learned from the smaller tournaments. I actually have more pressure on me. I feel like at smaller tournaments I put more pressure on myself, whereas I prefer to be like a small fish in a big pond. Like at the big tournaments, I like that. I like being lost in the, in the crowd and no expectations, just my own. And, um, but... And also the bigger challenge of the tougher girls and the um, higher caliber competitors. Um, every single tournament has taught me something about myself as a competitor and the preparation process. And um, I would suggest just put yourself out there as many um, times as you can and don't turn down opportunities, um, no matter how challenging or how small they may seem, because they can always better you. And finally on the line, we spoke with Nikki Sullivan, a purple belt who will be fighting Christina Anaya. Are most of your training partners leading up the competition, uh, you know, female or males, or do you try to seek out other female training partners to get ready, or are you kind of indifferent about that? Yeah, um, a lot of them are males. Uh, We don't have a lot of girls down here, and a lot of the gyms I've trained in, maybe there is one other girl or a couple other girls, but usually... My main training partners are guys, um, and I get great training with them. I mean, they push me really hard, but I do think it's really important to get training with other women, especially since the people I compete against are women, and they just, it's a little bit different. Um, so I do travel around a lot when I can and seek out other female training partners. Like, I'll go up to Chicago and train with Taylor um, or other girls up there sometimes, or there are girls in Ohio I love to train with. Um, I just think that it is important I don't think I need it all the time, but I think that we do need it as much as we can. And Taylor's actually here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I think that when I first started competing, especially when I went, started going to the big tournaments, no one really at my gym did that. Um, and even in the area or the state really that I knew of really traveled to go to like California or New York and do the tournaments like worlds and pans. And so um, I went to a lot of tournaments by myself and that can be really tough. And even training up to a big tournament when you're the only one who's really preparing for that, um, that can be hard too, just mentally and, and feeling like, you know, maybe I was getting good training, but not really like nobody else is in that same mindset. So that can be kind of lonely and kind of hard. Um, but I've definitely been blessed in the past few years to build a lot of relationships with other competitors and coaches who have really supported me. And um, I also know more and more teammates are stepping up to travel and put it on the line at the big tournament. So that's been really awesome to like have more and more people go with me over the past couple of years. Like, I hope everyone tunes in to uh, Fight to Win 13, uh, Fight to Win Pro 13 this weekend on Saturday, uh, September 24th. Show starts at 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it's on Flow Grappling. Tickets are still available. Just search Fight Number 2 Win. Flowgrappling.com, as Mark mentioned, will be streaming the fight. A special thanks to everyone that was on. A longer version of this podcast all about jujitsu competitors will be available soon on WGM+. We'll be sure to keep you updated. Thank you again to Sam Spiegelman, to Hard Times Productions, WGN Radio, Tim O'Pooley, Taylor and Brick for coming in, and for all of you listening today. I'm Rachel Woodall, and until next time, this has been Artistic License. Next week, catch up with us as we check in with America's Next Top Model winner, Jasleen Gonzalez, and she tells us about a cool new project she has running in Chicago that can turn you into a top model, too.